Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Executive Director, and I'm here today again with some folks from McPhail Center for Music. We have Jane Tate back. She was with us um, in our last podcast talking to us about the research that they've done at McHale and some really tips on great ways to use music in childcare. And today she's joined by her colleague, Carrie Gregerson, and they are both early childhood music educators, and they work in the Sing, Play, Learn um, program at McPhail. And they're out in childcare helping all of you who care for kids create better music experiences for young children. So they're here today to talk to us primarily about infants and using music to really spur on further growth and development in a lot of different areas. So Ladies, I'm going to hand it off to you and let you kind of dig into your um, topic. All right. Thank you. So um, first of all, we wanted to just highlight, you know, the needs of the infant and then how we weave the music into those needs. So we've got, you know, bonding, attachment, sensory stimulation, uh, sensory motor activity, orientation to the self and their environment, time for Hmm. growth time for processing and play. Nice. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. That's a lot to, to really dig into. So I'm excited to hear more. Yeah. So here, so what we're going to start off with is sort of an overall language development with infants and how they develop their languages and how music can enhance language. Um, we know that infants take in their information through their senses, mm-hmm. sound, sight, touch, and mouths. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, it's why everything goes in the mouth. As we all know, it is a form of discovery. So music offers another, like a novel and interesting way to keep giving more information to infants because music's full of repetition. Mm-hmm. It's full of patterns. Infants can process this information and begin to use their senses to mimic and create their own sounds and their own communication to start with. Um, And so those infants who are exposed to language through music, well, the more opportunities they have to practice their new skills because it is so repetitive. So, um, and even, you know, we get asked a lot, well, what can you do with a baby in a music class. <laughs> uh, and, and it's a big question. And so even very young infants are learning language. Um, but, but as an educator, we just have to be careful not to overstimulate them, especially because music is such a, a whole-brained activity. Sure. Um, and so just simple singing <laughs> is it doesn't have to be fancy. Mm -hmm. Um, And as they get older, we can add more stimulation into it. But by about three or four months of age, you know, the babies are starting to develop those consonant sounds like b and k and m and those things. And so we can use little rhythm drills um, Carrie and I are going to demonstrate one right now. So, are. It's gonna um, be great. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be, you know, the the educator or even a parent or caregiver or whoever, mm-hmm. and we're going to demonstrate something that we can do. So, let's say we're working on the b sound, um, and so I might start off with ba ba, and I would copy and I would say ba ba, 
ba 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 and then that's how it goes now that nice. is complicated rhythms mm-hmm. no the infant is not always going to mimic exactly what you did but it's amazing when i said we give time if you give them time to respond they will respond and so um one thing that you can do is flip that round so if the infant responds to you in a different way you can mimic what they just did and so that's kind of how we're helping facilitate that beginning language using music with just simple things it doesn't even have to involve melody at that point you know <laughs> sure well that's lovely and it also has that positive feedback of you being engaged right there when you mimic it back I love the reminder you gave about giving them time to respond. So often we don't, we think, oh, they're not listening. Oh, they're not hearing us. And then we jump in with that next directive and they're just, they they didn't have enough time to process what we just gave them. So I'm glad you reminded us to do that. That's really great. Jean and I have talked about that before, that you do have to be really mindful about giving them that time and helping the parents understand the importance of pausing and just giving them that opportunity to have a response. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, lovely. So I'm going to go on and talk a little bit about the cognitive development of infants. Um, so how do they think and learn and problem solve and the things that we do in music class to help facilitate um, that development. So as Jane said, um, infants learn from using their senses. So they're um, recognizing faces and facial expressions, and they're able to understand at a very young age what those things mean. Um, Mm -hmm. And we see very simply when there's a lot of smiles from an adult, you start to see that mimic from the baby. Um, And they know that that's a good feeling. As their attention grows, their eyes start to follow objects and they become become aware of that object permanence. So... Mm -hmm. Something was here, but now it's gone. Where did it go? So those things are going on in their mind when they're very young. Um, We have uh, some peekaboo games that we like to play in music class. And this is when we start to see that development through that entire, you know, zero to one year, even how they start to see that change. And so we'll use a scarf a lot of times as a visual stimulation and prop to hide our faces and play peekaboo, um, to hide their caregiver's face, hide mommy's face, or even hide their feet or their hands or hide a ball. And they start looking for those things as they, as they grow. So it's fun, you know, and everyone always giggles and they love the peekaboo game. Sure. It's it's always a hit in our classes. I bet. you know, we start to move that scarf up and down and side to side, and they're starting to follow and pay attention to where that's going. And it's not just something that's right in front of them. Um, as Jane also pointed out, everything goes in their mouth. So that yes. is how <laughs> everything's <is> washable. Everything <laughs> is washable. And um, we always tell parents, like, it's okay. Like, that's how they learn when they're mm-hmm. so young. Is, right. is by putting it in their mouth. Right. Um, so it's very sweet. Um, near the end of this infant stage, they might be learning how to shake. 
So shake an instrument or bang something or point or throw and um, starting to follow simple directions. So we start in music class with a cleanup song. And, you know, you'll see this and hear this from a lot of parents that have been through early childhood classes that, you know, we have a let's clean up duo duo. And it's fun that along the way, they start to understand what they're going to do and what they're supposed to do. And they start putting those things back where they came from. And it's fun. It's really fun to see. So now I have a quick question about the um, time during the pandemic where everything's virtual. Are you still doing infant classes and you're doing them online or how is that working? Yeah, I'm actually the infant uh, teacher for online right now. Um, We have had less classes just because. um, And I think one of the things, again, it comes back to is, well, what what do we do? What do you do with infants and music? You know, and so it's our job to kind of tell them well this this is how it's going to work and I always like to tell the caregivers that it's it's about you too you know and it's about creating this connection uh, between others and then you and the child and so yes we've had to modify some of the ways we do things um Mm -hmm. but we we've made it work and then each week um I usually do a a mini podcast for families just on what would we like to discuss this week and it might be transitions it might be diaper changing it might be you know (laughs) Uh, then we think of songs that oh my baby keeps flipping over when I'm changing the diaper so okay well let's just figure out a song that we can do well, you know, so a lot of it's kind of on the fly. <laughs> yes, but that's such a great tool. You're building yeah. their toolkits as parents yeah. and also helping make it fun and lessening the stress of that mm-hmm. whole thing. When mm-hmm. you add music to those things, and, and I think, you know, Carrie, when you mentioned transitions or one of you mentioned transitions or, um, you know, just the way that it helps lessen the that tension of, mm-hmm. oh, we've got to get everything cleaned up. Well, when you're singing about it, your body just starts to relax so much better and the children relax as well. And they see it as a game. And now I don't, you'll have to sing if you, if you'll forgive me, would you please sing some more of that cleanup song? Cause I don't know that one. This is <laughs> I've been doing this for 38 years. So I love <laughs> a, new, a new cleanup song, please. You know, we have many cleanup songs. I'm sure um, you so. do. <laughs> the one that I was singing, it goes, um, let's clean up, duo, duo, let's clean up, duo, duo, let's clean up. Duo, duo, shake your fingers down. Oh, shake your fingers down. That's very cute. I like that one a lot. So, and then there, so is the shake your fingers down kind of now, so they picked up one thing and then shake your fingers down. Now you're going to, hopefully they're going to focus on picking up something else. So there's a little transition built into the song too, to be Mm -hmm. looking for what else can you find? Yeah. And we changed the words to, um, Goodbye, rhythm sticks, duo, duo, goodbye, rhythm sticks, or goodbye, shakers, you know, so that it all kind of relates. And we we learn how to do that activity really well. That's lovely. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Great. So I know you had more you wanted to cover, too, related to infant development. So what else can you share with us? Yeah. So, um, you know, one of my favorite things to talk about with infants is how they start to move. You know, I think we get really anxious about them really moving and like physically seeing them do something. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, the infant motor movement begins simply by trying to hold their head up. 
right? Yeah. And by, you know, pushing up. And we hear a lot about tummy time when they're little yes. to strengthen those neck muscles and to learn how to hold their head up. And um, But as they grow, their arms and legs start to move smoother and be, they become more coordinated. And then they start for reaching for objects, you know, back to that, oh, I can see that I want that toy and I want to hold that. So they, they start making that movement. Um, and later along in their development, they're sitting up and they're starting to crawl and sometimes they're walking. Yeah, I had, I had late walkers. Mine were already like 14, 15 months, but you know, we had friends that their little ones were walking at like nine months. Yeah. And um, so it's, it's fun when they start crawling up on everything. <laughs> so, and then we've got that fine motor skill, you know, picking up yes. those Cheerios, that pincer grass that is really developing and um, they're able to now hold shakers and hold rhythm sticks and, um, and now they can start to really model what we're, we're showing them and what their caregiver is modeling for them. Yeah. Um, their hearing is well-developed. Um, and we do a lot of songs in our classes where we move their body. You know, so when they're still fingering the, figure those things out, we have a song called Hold Your Hands Up High. And so we will take hands and we'll, you know, the grownups will take their hands and hold them up high and put them down low and mm -hmm. do the same thing with their legs and we can do the whole body. Um, so they start to feel that movement. Um, and it's just a very gentle, calming, nice thing to do. Right. And as they, as they grow and develop, then I'm guessing that pretty soon they're going to be able to do those things when they hear that tone, when they hear the music start, they're going to be like, Oh, that's when I put my hands up and what a fun progression to watch too, as they all as that clicks in with them and they go, wait, I can do this myself. Yeah, exactly. It is really fun. Um, we also use an exercise ball. You know, okay. A lot of us have those hiding in the corner. We thought we were going to use them. Take yes. um, <laughs> those out and, um, could put your child on the exercise ball and do some gentle moving back and forth so they can feel the balance of their body sure. or even some little bounces or if you you know lay their belly on the ball now they're working on those head and neck you know muscles strengthening those muscles again mm -hmm. um, and moving while you're singing on those or listening to recorded music so it's kind of like a little dance party with your baby Sure. And they're developing those really critical core muscles that are going to yeah. help. And they do want to make that transition to pulling themselves up and standing tall. Well, and I was going to say, I have some reluctant tummy time infants. And yeah. I've seen a lot of those in my classes. And I can tell you that that ball is this little buffer to transition to being able to do that without getting too fussy. That's um, lovely. So yeah, you know, it it's it's a a big hit. <laughs> the tummy time is so important, but it is one of those things that I think if there's a lot of um if you get a lot of negative feedback from that baby, sometimes it's hard to say, "Oh yeah, we're going to keep going" because you kind of hit that point where the more you introduce it in a gentle, fun way, the more it just becomes part of that child's day. And it's a really important exercise. Yeah. So that's a great tip, the exercise ball, to include mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So, and then as far as um, social emotional development in infants, um, 
this can be facilitated in music with those soothing songs. And again, we can kind of weave all of this into one. So if we want to work on tummy time, but we're having a problem with that, then we'll add this soothing song and this rocking song into play. Um, And we can teach caregivers and parents to use these in times when the infant is upset, but teach them before they're upset. So that then it becomes this tool that can be utilized instead of introducing something brand new in the middle of that crisis moment, you know? Right. Oh, good point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, because, you know, we know that, you know, infants can be upset when they're overstimulated or understimulated or, you know, they're just bored. Yes, true. (laughs) They get bored. So, uh, but, but like I said, simple singing is, is great. Familiar voices great one of the um the things that i tell families is we call them songs of kin as mm. in familial songs what the baby hears at home is best nice. um and so depending on the mood then the music can be changed so if sure. we're doing a more uplifting thing we're going to pick something more upbeat soothing lower lower and stimulatory and stimulus. Um, and then, you know, transitioning to sleep. Well, let's pick some slower songs, you know, that have mm-hmm. a rocking um, motion. And so um, when caregivers and parents are singing that music, their facial expressions are changing. And if it's a song that's meaningful to them, that emotion is going to be just passed through through facial expression and body language. Sure. Um, and so one of the things, uh, one of the songs that uh, we use with infants is we'll get a mirror, like just a, you know, a mm-hmm. mirror that you hold in your hand and you might hold it up to baby's face and then we'll sing, who's that looking in the mirror? And then who's that looking at me? And then mommy might look in the mirror. Mommy's looking in the mirror. And it's making these connections. Um, mm-hmm. We're showing baby their face, you know? Yes, right. <laughs> and so then this feeds into a space created for bonding, nice. um, which is another big part of that. And so sometimes I get um, caregivers and parents who are really apprehensive about using their voice. Um, Mm. And I'm always like, it doesn't matter how you sound, how you perceive it. It's you they want to hear. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's you. So um, this this is another reason, you know, again, picking for family songs is another right, sort of reason why us teachers really need to understand where our families are coming from, what kind of music we're listening to so that we're really inclusive and we're just we're not just kind of playing the same things that we listen to. Right. You know? That's lovely. <laughs> so ask your families, you know, what do you listen to at home? Maybe I yeah. can bring that into the classroom or whatever, because that's huge. That is huge. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think too, the other thing that you're doing as I'm listening to you and I'm picturing, you know, p- adults connected with infants in this moment of this music that in some cases, and I'm sure you've heard this from caregivers and, and um, those who come to your classes or different uh, child care folks that you've worked with in settings, I, I just, I'm not good at music. As you said, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. 
But what you're doing by providing these tools is they're focusing on those tools, but they're really focusing on the interaction. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. the critical piece that builds those social emotional skills of I do this, you respond, and you like me. I matter. I'm special. I'm wonderful. I belong to this group and this community and this family. And by building those connections, too, with the music and those familiar tunes, that's lovely. I think that's beautiful. Um, I know you want to talk about, in our next installment, toddlers and what what their development looks like. It sounds like a fun way to spend time with families. And I'm sure that you are, um, the, the tools that you give them are so, so important to building those great bonds. And in our podcast, we always like to pose a question to our listeners to get them engaged on our social media. So I, my question for those of you listening today is, what are some of your favorite songs to sing with infants? I know that um, many are coming to my mind as I'm asking that question here, but uh I also wanted to remind everyone that if you ever need any resources or um, need to access some of the other podcasts that we've recorded, you just need to go to our website, inclusivetrildcare.org, or follow us on social media. We're on um, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and we look forward to more time with you, Jane, and you, Carrie. Thank you so much to you and to McPhail for sharing you with us, and we'll look forward to our next podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.